Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Polygon Forest. I am Ubisoft concept artist Vin Hill, and I am joined, as ever, by indie developer Mr. Christopher Jarvis. Hello. 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 So today we are going to be talking about a few different things, I guess. Like we've got the uh, the whole news coming out of Facebook and what that means for Oculus and uh, also some... The metaverse. Tidbits. The metaverse, as they're calling it. <laughs> yeah. Which everyone's sort of collectively rolling their eyes at, but we'll, we'll discuss that. Um, yeah. There's a couple of tidbits with uh, Nintendo releasing their N64 emulator stuff. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, over the last couple of weeks, has been some... Um, opinions about that yes and also what else are we covering chris like uh, we've obviously got a busy uh, gaming season coming up haven't we? so. we've got busy gaming seasons so we can actually talk about some specific video games um that's yeah. going to be coming out shortly um and then the last thing which is the thing i did forget about is that we had the sony um showcase oh the state of play the state of play which we which we did a live video of so you can go back and watch that if if that interests you but there's been some fallout over that as well which we can touch on. Um, but a couple of other admin things is, is Halloween. So happy Halloween, everyone. Woohoo. What does um, that mean, Chris? Well, that means that we're at 99 subs. Halloween now right. means 99 subs. And so the next person that subs is a hundredth sub, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. So, so please like and subscribe. Definitely the subscribe bit. Like if we can get over a hundred today, that'd be great. That'd be yeah. Cool. I'm pretty sure when we get hundred subs, YouTube goes, oh, these guys are hundred subs. Let's fling load more traffic that way. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Right. It must be. Can't be any other way. Yeah. Because that's what you go from a hundred to like 20,000 in about a couple of days when that happens. So please just one more. That's all we need. <laughs> that's obviously not how it works. <laughs> but, you know, Every it, I helps. think Chris is, I think you're right though. Like you're, I think you're bang on right. Like as soon as you get to a certain threshold, they start putting you in other algorithms and you're sort of circulated amongst other people. So yeah, hopefully we'll see. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it's going to be a hallowed eve for us. A hallowed eve. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, before before we get in, like to anything else, yeah, please like and subscribe. We really appreciate like everyone um, sort of joining us over the past sort of. God, what we're on episode, we're on 30, episode now. thirty. So it's all, everything's all coming together in one go. Yeah, so it's episode thirty. Indeed. It's Halloween. Got ninety nine subs, and it's the start of like AAA game release season because it's the thirty first of October. So yeah. you know it's all it's all coming together. Yeah, um, finally. Yeah, uh, but yes, we should probably go with what we've been playing. So what yeah, have we been I mean. Playing? I guess this is a long one, so um, yeah. I'm going to go first on this one. It's going to get longer as we get into November, you've, December. You've got right. You've 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 got a list ready, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, the the only thing I was playing um, this over the last week, anyway, was um, a link to the past. Like I I mentioned it on the last episode. Yeah. Um, finished it. Um, I had a blast with this game. Like I, I forgot how good it was. Um, it's like it's still my favorite Zelda game. I think. I think it's superior to even breath of the wild and things like that um i just really really well designed game uh, for its time as well it was just way ahead it just introduced a lot of stuff yeah um, it's, it's just too bad they've never really moved away from that same sort of formula of it but yeah, i had an absolute blast with it i mean dumped about 10 hours into it or something yeah um, oh wow okay yeah, it, was, it was great yeah i mean it, it's i'm not going to talk about it too much because if you haven't played Link to the Past, I mean, you can play it on absolutely anything. You can play it, play it on a potato if you want. Um, it's so anyone can sort of get a hold of it. Yeah. 
What uh, is there be emulators on it? What what are you playing it on? Uh, I've got a SNES Classic, so the the little consoles that you get two controllers with. Um, playing on that, it was which was perfect for it because it didn't need anything more, yeah. and it was good to play it with like a, a proper a Super Nintendo controller as well. Like instead yeah. of playing it with like on a touch screen or something or anything like that, I think it genuinely makes a difference to play it on with a controller that you actually, that it was actually designed for. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people miss that step more than anything. Like a lot of, there's a lot of people sort of in the emulation scene that are really adamant about how you play it in terms of platform. Like, oh, you have to use this emulator with this like sort of hardware and do it like this. It's like, no, like pretty much the only thing that matters to me is like the controls itself. Like if mm. you've got the original controller, then that's where it matters. It doesn't really matter what you play. It doesn't on. matter what the frame rate is, what console is, right. what the screen is. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I mean, people would argue with that obviously, but I mean, I've never really been too precious about what you play it on. It's just like what you play it with is. I would say that's right. I'd say there's something special about like uh, like Mega Drive controllers, about N64 control. Some mm. some more special than others. You know, p- people do lots of articles about you know the best con- you know um, gaming handheld devices and all this sort of stuff. Like the top yeah. ten list of video game controllers and yeah, yeah. It it genuinely depends on the. Um... Um, the game that you're playing for me, you know, like mm-hmm. whenever people say, oh, what's the best controller ever made? It's like probably the latest ones because they're always innovating on those. Yeah. But at the same time, like, would I play, would I have liked to have played uh, A Link to the Past on an Xbox controller? Probably not. Like it wouldn't, like everything would have felt mushy. It wouldn't have felt the same yeah. for me. But yeah, that's, it's about as like privileged as a conversation as we can get, I guess. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, just having like the clicky sort of buttons is it's it's just great. Like it was it was a great game though. Like I'm really glad that I went back and played it. I just got an itch to play it and I set up my uh, PS1 um mini uh this week as well. So I might yeah start something else up. Well I'm, I'm I'm not too sure. With all these games coming out, you'll think going back retro and having a little retro. Yeah, man. I mean, it's the good thing about it as well. If I, if I play some retro games, like by the time I get around to the newer games, then the reviews will be out. cheaper. You'll know, right. and they'll be cheaper. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on Game Pass anyway. Like most of the games that are coming out that I'm interested in over the next sort of few months, which we'll get into in a bit, are all coming out on Game Pass anyway, which I'm subscribed to. So, which is, yeah. I'm, so they're in the bag well already, set. basically. You just got to download right. them. Yeah. Yeah. Until until next year, at least, anyway, because next year is going to be Sony's territory, I think. And once we start getting into February, March, like Sony's going to start like coming in, and that's when the the seventy dollars are going to have to start getting paid, which it's going to feel a bit weird after a couple of years, like of not buying full price games because of things like Game Pass. But yeah, we'll have to make the transition either way. And because of no arguably massive releases from Sony that. Just up, weren't up your street like Returnal and and right aside. Yeah, they just yeah Returnal would just yeah wasn't here with me. I mean, I'm really interested in Ratchet and Clank because I played the like the remake of the 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 original which came out on the PS4. It was fantastic. The time one, but it wasn't was it Shards of Time or something. Was it called? Can't remember. No, it's just called Ratchet and Clank. because oh, okay. it was a remake of the, the oh first the original. One. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, which is a really good starting point, and I'm glad that I played that because now I was a bit more excited for the new one, but. Yep. The problem is, is that the, I mean, as much as I want to play it, I don't really want to pay $70 for that sort of game. Mm-hmm. And every tweet I own, I'm not saying it isn't worth $70 to everyone. It's just for me personally, I wasn't prepared to spend that much. So I'm going to wait for a, for a sale on that one. But yeah, yeah. that's cool. 
But enough about me, good sir. You've um, you're one week into owning a, an Xbox Series X. Yeah. Um, you're you're a newly subscribed uh, Game Pass subscriber, I guess. You're a, you're a new customer. Yes, um, I'm new. Also, while what have you been playing? It must be a lot. I've been playing. Yeah, I've been downloading a lot and playing a lot. So I'll just quickly read through what I have played. So the first, like, again, I'm going to mention that I mentioned it before. Um, mm. It was Solitaire Conspiracy was the first game because I got a code from right, you got a code the devs there. One. So yeah, shout out yeah. and thank you very much. That was really appreciative and really enjoyed that as far as I've got to. I think I'm like three quarters of the way through that. Yeah. Um, played Microsoft Flight Sim just because, you know, you've got to do it. It wouldn't be a game I would buy or download yeah. or try otherwise, but the fact that it was free and I've heard so much good stuff about it, I had to check that out. Um, yeah, that I mean, that sentence that you just said is the, the beauty of Game Pass. Yeah. Right large. But yeah. And um, I find myself trying more games as well with the active, like the, what's it called when you pause the game and then you can just jump back into a oh, quick game. resume. Quick resume. Yeah, it's, it's that's a game. That's a game changer. Uh, yeah, no pun intended. It really yeah. does, has changed how I play games. So how I interact with the media that like I'm dedicated a part of my life to and I'm involved with in my spare time and something I'm really passionate about. It's totally changed the way I interact with that media, which is right. crazy. Because um, I thought I was like, I thought I was all in when it comes to video games. But it turns out, no, I've got more time that I can give <laughs> because of Quick yeah. Resume. And I can yeah. try more different games. Because I, I liked being able to like focus on one game. But the fact that Quick Resume means I'm not just sat there waiting around for games to load and unload and the TV to turn on. And the, like the old days, the PlayStation used to warm up and the Xbox used to warm up and yeah i kind of forget like i've because i've i've had my series x now for the past year and that was one of the features that was just like okay this feels like next gen now and i kind of forgot about that feature but like you, you're coming in fresh and yeah the fact that you've mentioned i was like oh yeah that was a huge deal like, it is a huge about it is a yeah. huge deal like you used to get in the old days we used to get cds put them into the games <laughs> console and the game used to work pretty quick Right. And then the last generation, you got the CD, you put it in, and then you had to do a download. Or mm. you did a download, and then it says, oh, you can play the game now. But it didn't really mean you could play the game. I mean, you could go onto like the loading <laughs> screen and like watch right. the loading screen inside the game. So we're so used to seeing these loading bars now. And now it, it does feel like uh, it does feel like it's a lot quicker. So um, what was that? else was I been playing? So Flight Simulator. I played a bit of Minecraft with the boy as well. Oh nice. Yeah, of course that's on uh, that's on Game Pass. That's on well. Game Pass. Um I need to I need to watch a few videos about how to get into that because I went in totally blind and I just don't know what I'm doing. Um but we managed to get right. the TNT to explode some trees, so that was kind of cool. Um what else have I been playing? For oh man, the sleeper the sleeper hit in my heart is Forza Horizon uh Horizon 4. Right. Racing game. Where again, it wouldn't have been a game I would have spent full price on. Uh, and the fact it's just on Game Pass and there's a biggest one of the biggest racing games out there. And the fact that we've got Forza Horizon 3 being released on uh, the 5th of November. Yeah, the 5th. Or, I think well, it's 5th or the 9th. I know if you got, buy like, it, soft launches, and it's right. 9th yeah. on Game Pass. So 5th of November if you buy the... Buy the... Four days. Yeah, so does. yeah, four days. 9th of November on Game Pass. And yeah, I'm like super hyped for that now. And uh, I was telling you before that I've just been sinking hours in not realizing it because with the quick resume, 
I'm just like going to lunch on my work at work and if I'm working from home on my lunch hour I might just do a few quick races if I'm doing yeah. a bit of washing I might just do a few races before just before bed I might get like oh I might just go downstairs and play a few races and like I didn't realize I like classic cars as much as I do because I'm, <laughs> I'm getting some of my favorite all-time cars like the MGB GT an old British sports car uh, I've got a Porsche 944 like an affordable Porsche which I'm actually considering buying sometime in the future um and um Triumph TR6s TR7s so yeah like I'm really getting into the old classic cars which I didn't even realize I was like a fan of until like playing this game so it's kind of like brought out something in me that I didn't really realize was kind <laughs> the, of there. yeah the Clarkson the Clarkson's coming yeah up of the inner Clarkson's coming out the, and I'm the like, inner Clarkson yeah I'm like oh man I like sports cars what's going on here like yeah. yeah and the game's just really well put together and it's just got that secret source of just keeping you immersed keeping you playing and it's making me super hyped for uh horizon 5 i just read an article today saying that, that they've got 500 cars in counting in the forza horizon 5 which is set yeah. in mexico so right i'm looking forward to that um yeah they, i mean the yeah. game looks absolutely gorgeous that's the uh because you can really push out the power of consoles using racing games more than anything, I guess. Yeah. So, like, that's the, you know... You can whack a load of lightning in a racing game and it will look awesome. Yeah. Right. Especially with, like, RTX, like, you see the reflections, like, catching on the yeah. on the ocean and stuff as you're driving around. But, you know, it's yeah, it looks great. Yeah. And so what... And we, are, you know, we've seen videos of what the next game's going to look like, but it's going to be one of those very rare situations where... It's only until you've actually got the game on your TV and you're playing it that you actually get a proper sense of what it's going to look like. I remember when that, I remember that happening with Smuggler's Run back in the day when the X, when PlayStation 3 was released and Smuggler's Run was like one of the launch games and I, and it's seen adverts on TV or whatever, but it wasn't until I went to like, I can't even remember what it was. It was so long ago now. That's how old I am. There was some sort of video game convention I was at and they had PS3s and they had Smuggler's Run playing on TVs and I, you could play it and it was just like... It was one of those like, oh, here's a his next gen console, like here it is, right. it's arrived, yeah. and like that moment, you I can I can't remember the situation, but I can remember looking at the game and being blown away. Um, so it was the same with yeah. Okay, I'm trying I'm trying to think like what what is the game that did that for me? Like you know, same with Halo kids and stuff. Halo, yeah, Halo was probably. I remember, um, I remember seeing that Yeah, AC AC was a good one. Yeah. Like people playing the demo of that, like in Game Station or yeah. whatever it was, like yeah. that that would have made an impact. I remember seeing Metal Gear Solid Two, I think. Ah, oh, I, I remember where I was when I saw Metal Gear Solid One on my right. tiny little TV on my PS One in my bedroom and just being blown away. Yeah, I remember seeing like screenshots of Metal Gear Solid Two and the jump from PlayStation One to Two was just like astronomical at the time. Like people sort of take for granted how much of a jump that was. Yeah. I remember seeing screenshots of two and I was like, yeah, it looks pretty decent. But then when you see it on a screen, yeah, it just, I, I still like that sort of imprinted in me, like how much of a difference it made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looked great. It'd be interesting to see if that happens <clears throat> with Forza Horizon 5 um, going from four. Because the thing mm -hmm. I love about it as well is when you complete a race and it goes to like the loading screen where it's trying to sell you something like, expansion packs of like it's lego edition yeah. and all this sort of stuff and you get a glimpse of it because the xbox series x is so fast that it loads the world up again quicker than you can see the advert which i just love yeah. like, it never it's gets great. old never gets right. old 
Um, and then the biggest one is uh, that I'm liking in terms of a gaming experience is uh, Battlefield Five. Um, oh, okay. Is it Battlefield Five? Yeah. Or is it Call of Duty Five? No, it would have been Battlefield Five. Battlefield so 5. is it? Is it the uh, is World it World War II? II? Yeah. Yeah, it's Battlefield 5. Battlefield 5. I get confused because they're all the same to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Battlefield 5. And just playing the main campaigns with that and it just feeling pretty epic. The guns feel awesome. The sound is amazing. The level design is great. The missions are just... Everything's nailed. Like the, the fact that you go from like snow levels and North Africa desert. And... Yeah, it's very yeah. much a game that was designed for... Um, I would argue for next gen more than anything else. Um, it was because like when I played this game on the PlayStation 4, like it it struggled basically. It was ah. it was really low frame rate. It wasn't it didn't look great. The loading times were awful. Like, and I mean probably the longest in at most games that I've played. Right. And when when they were announcing like that the port for this on the uh Series X, I was like, I'm in. So I think that was yeah. one of the first things I downloaded for my Series X because I was I was more excited about the fact that EA were sort of getting rid of the loading screens for Battlefield, which is just such a massive difference to Battlefield fans yeah. and people that play Battlefield long term. Yeah. Like that is was probably the biggest hindrance over anything, in my opinion. Yeah. So the fact that they've sort of gotten well mitigated them down, I guess, but that's what makes um 2042 is a like way more exciting. Just the idea like because this was just a patch as well. Like this was just ported over from the last gen yeah. uh, Battlefield Five was, but the next one's going to be from the ground up. So that hopefully there should be no loading screens whatsoever, which would be great. Like yeah. we'll have lobbies and stuff where people have to pile in and stuff. Yeah. But like it was like the two or three minute load times were just like man, like the maps are just massive. So so it had to be. But yeah, I guess that's one of the things I was subconsciously impressed by was how big the maps were for the single player campaign, like how vast they were. Because right. they've got like this open world element to them where you go off and do objectives and just traversing that and it loading in super quick with cutscenes and stuff. I'm just like super impressed. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was really good. Uh, so yeah, we kind of touched on it a bit, I guess, with the launch of Forza Horizon 5 uh, on the 5th of November on the 9th on Game Pass. We've also got some other games that we're looking forward to, haven't we? We do. We do have some bangers on the way, don't we? Um, yeah, I mean, because we were sort of talking about this in the pre-show, but it's we are in video games release season now. Yeah. Like it started. It's happening. now. Like if you're gonna get into games, happening. now's the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we were looking through news articles like just to sort of um get a gauge on what we were going to be talking about today and, and just seeing like all the reviews for um Guardians of the Galaxy and, and like Age of Empires 4 go by and stuff and just games are coming out now. Oh yeah, like, this is Guardians is out now, isn't it? It's released. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, it's been out. It's been it's been doing pretty well in Metacritic, I think. Mm. Um, I think it was late eight. It was getting. I want to say. Not that, Google Race. Yeah, I mean we're doing. Like I never like um, what you call it. Basing like the quality of a game on its Metacritic score, like that's yeah. that's one thing. But it's it's the only real gauge I've got unless I've like actually played the game for now. Um, Seventy-seven Metacritic. Eight point two user, user score. AR time. So yeah, yeah, I mean it's probably gonna be because uh, like the couple of things which I've read about it, like people are not clicking completely with certain characters in the in the, the sort of main lineup. Like some people really don't like Quinn and then there's other people that don't like Rocket and then there's like this weird like no one can really agree on what they don't or don't like about it, but mostly like there's holes in the story and stuff, apparently. Okay. Well, 
That's interesting. But I'm yeah, I'm gonna read a few reviews and like if a, if a sale comes around, then I might I might pick it up because yeah. I'm into that sort of like goofy dry humor. It kind of reminds me of um, Brooklyn Nine Nine in that respect. You know, like that sort of you know bad American humor, which is good at the same time. Yeah. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy is very that, you know. I was very much avoiding Brooklyn Nine-Nine for years and years and years. And then it wasn't until it was like forced upon me that I actually found myself right. enjoying it. So it was very much something that I avoided until then. So hopefully that's the same with Guardians of the Galaxy. Because at the minute I am in a kind of a, mm, that's a bit, uh, what's the word? Wooden, I guess, some of the dialogue. Uh, right. so maybe I'll, hopefully it's just I'm not getting it I'm just not getting the vibe and then when I get it and then then I get it yeah yeah. it's like a, any series really that's successful and long running you've got to invest the time to know what the characters are like so that when they act out of character the impact is greater whereas if you mm. see it out of context it doesn't really hit as much so hopefully that's just what's going on um, so yeah, yeah so Black Guardians waiting for that I think we're both on the same of like wait and see what happens with that it's not one of the ones that I'm gonna jump in again yeah and I mean I, I kind of knew that anyway like when we saw the the announcement for it it was like yeah like a Marvel game sort of thing like uh, very seldom do I have them sort of moments I mean Spider-Man is probably the exception for that yes um, that was the only time that I was like okay I need to play this because this is doing waves right now people are talking about this a lot and it, it seems to be really great and it yeah. was like Spider-Man on the PS4 was fantastic. It was one of the best games of the last generation. So, yeah, I'm gonna wait until I get the uh, PS5 to play the the Miles Morales and the. I'll get oh yeah, 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 don't, yeah, don't, don't play the the PS4 versions. Christ, if you're gonna do it, do it properly. I'm gonna. Do you it don't wanna, yeah, you don't, you don't want to bridge yourself of like potential games you could play when you do finally get a PS5 anyway, because the few and far between for the time being. But. Yep, that's also yeah, very valid point. Yeah, because usually I'd get rid of the PS4. Uh, if I get a PS5, this, hmm, interesting. Okay, I have to figure that out. Well, it's backwards compatible. It's anyway, backwards compatible, so, so yeah, you can get rid of the PS4 because like people have been asked, like I've been asked a few times, like is the PlayStation Five worth it? And it's like it's not really a PlayStation Five right now. It's more like a PlayStation Pro Two, a uh, PlayStation Four Pro Two. That's sort of what it feels like. Yes. Yeah. Everything's a bit more abrasive. Like it's got high. Like you're not really playing anything new, really. Yeah. And everything, everything that is coming out on the PS5 is also coming out on the PS4 as well. So it's just weird, like in between moment that we're in. With very moment. few very... exceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's I don't know. It's very hit and miss, but yeah, it's, it's like a it's soft, launch. Good. soft launch. We'll get there. Yeah. It's just oh, without doubt. Yeah. Like that, we got some big things the, on the horizon. I, right. I I don't want. Um, oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there, Chris. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, when when like I give that criticism, I'm not, like I want to be very clear about that. Like it's not it's not that I don't think PlayStation Five won't be an amazing console or these great exclusive for PlayStation Five only. Like, yeah, it absolutely will get that. Yeah, hundred percent, without a doubt. Yeah. Probably by the end of next year, I would argue. Like, there's a lot of stuff in the pipe. Yeah, um, we just need to get rid of this. I don't know, like the fact that Horizon, Forbidden West, and uh, God of War Ragnarok are both coming to PS4 is sort of a bummer to me. Like the fact that them games aren't they're made for the that, yeah, and they've got right. yeah some sprinkling of special sauce for the PS5, and they're not PS5 exclusive. Yeah, yeah, it just it just feels like they're ports at that point, which essentially they are. It's and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. They're still going to be great games, but like I just I, I I have to think about like how how much better could they have been if if they were just like unleashed from the from the yeah. PlayStation 4 and it was PS5 only. But, you know. Well, we've got a whole generation me. of great games 
waiting. So we've we still don't. got like, what, five, six years of... No, not even yeah. six years, because we're already a year in, aren't we? So it's like five years. <laughs> okay, that's right. a bit scary. Christ. Yeah, they're probably already preparing the launches for the like the intermittent ones, you know, like the, the PS5 Xbox Pro and, and X Pro, like the PS5 Pro and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah, okay. Also. Time's just sped up. <laughs> right. Well, time has no meaning. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what else in the pipe for you? Like, you, you were talking about Call of Duty Vanguard. Are you interested in that? Yes. Like, the Battlefield Five has got me excited for um, Battlefield Vanguard. Uh, because uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. Call of Duty Vanguard Sorry. because of Battlefield Oh my god! Life. You know what yeah. I mean, guys. You know what? I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all shooty. The games. World War shooty game <laughs> that I'm playing currently has got me excited for the new World War Two shooty game. Right, um, that's good. But I don't. I know like World not... War Two shooty games though. Yeah, like, I love them. But it's not coming think... to Game Pass, so it's going to be a big chunk of money. We talked about this in the pre-show. Do I buy it pre-launch? Like, not pre-launch, but like, do I buy it before like game reviews come out? Do I wait and see some gameplay? Do I wait till the reviews come out? Do I get some YouTubers that I know and trust and like and see what their opinion is? Do I wait for the girlfriend review um, video? Because there'll definitely be one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they, she, she, she kind of, I kind of vibe with her opinion on most things, really, which is quite rare. Um, but also, you know, I've got a YouTube channel that's nearly 100 subs, so playing next-gen games is kind of going to be beneficial. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm definitely in the boat of getting them both. Um, how quickly I get them both is another question. I mean, I'm, I'm really interested in Call of Duty Vanguard just for the campaign, because I like World War II yeah. campaigns in, in general. Like, I've always sort of had fun with those. Yeah. And Call of Duty World War II was really good. Like, I really enjoyed that just for the campaign alone. Like, I did enjoy the multiplayer as well, but not as much as the uh, campaign. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I, I'm one of those weird creatures that likes Call of Duty for the campaign more than the, I'm the, the same, multiplayer yeah. these days. Yeah, same. Uh, and then Battlefield is the opposite. Like, I play Battlefield for the multiplayer. I think it's just a superior game for, like, like when you're just running around and, uh, no pun intended, in the Battlefield and there's just, like, planes crashing and exploding in front of you. it's crazy how stuff cinematic yeah, yeah yeah how cinematic like um battlefield is compared to call of duty is just yeah it's night and day and call of duty is very arcadey and it's like it's just filled with it what it feels like just a bunch of kids like hopped up on red bull that don't have a job and they can practice for nine hours a day and they just yeah. basically wreck you no matter what you try yeah so you can never really catch up, but you have a bit more of a chance in Battlefield. <laughs> yeah, think. I'd agree with that. That sounds about right. Proper generalization for sure. But yeah, there'll be yeah. that slightly a majority more kids with Red Bull. Yeah, that get that get real good real quick. Do That's you... the feeling I get anyway. How true it is is a yeah. different matter. But yeah. it's just that we're terrible at online multiplayer games. It's probably. That's probably what it is. <laughs> I think that's fair. That but is yeah, definitely fair. I'm looking yeah. forward to it, but it's just whether or not I shell it out. I, I probably will wait, and it there'll be. Something that will make me change my mind, hopefully. But mm. like I say, I've only been with the Xbox Series X for a week, so I'm still like, you know, playing through. Sure, you are you are fresh, but you've got a lot to chip through, I guess, before you even get to the new stuff. And all my time is being spent on like I'd say the majority of my time has been spent on Forza Horizon Four. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. But I think I think it's because of the get like because it's a racing game, and you can just chip do little bits and bobs and chip away yeah. at it you can't really chip away at like uh, a world war ii campaign 
Like, oh, I'm just going to go around this corner and shoot this German guy, and then I'll put the yeah, kettle on and do work, some washing. Right. And then I'll, like, pick it up again and go around another corner and shoot another German guy. You know, it doesn't... Maybe it will. Like, with Quick Resume, like, you're, you're, you're about to find out that... But Quick Resume literally changes everything at this point. Like, I... I think this week I, I hadn't played, I was playing through um, Halo 5 recently, like weeks ago, and I totally forgot about it. I was like, oh yeah, I should probably just go and like, I'm just going to go and do a mission now while I've got like an hour spare or whatever. Yeah. And I clicked on Halo 5 and it quick resumed from like a month ago. Yeah. And it just like, I was in the middle of a level. I was like, all right, cool. It just carried on. It was just nuts, like how it still does that, you know? So yeah, yeah you'll, you'll find that though. Like even with, what you would think of really linear single player games, it still helps a lot just having that feature. And I think that is the killer feature over anything that PlayStation's got going on right now, which I think at some point, I think PlayStation are probably going to integrate some form of quick resume. They just have to, man. They have to catch up because it's getting to that. Well, you'd already said it several times before on the podcast that like Xbox is your main console and the PlayStation is like the special occasion console. Mm. Um, Mostly that's because of, the games that are available on both consoles but you know quick resume is obviously a huge factor in that as well i would imagine because i've yeah. gone from the ps4 pro and so i've got a ps4 pro and the xbox series x and yeah it's like night and day with how much more usability is on the xbox at the moment so yeah i mean i, d- I don't like doing the whole like xbox versus playstation too much it's just like right now if i was like they've got very specific use cases yeah this- now like, is the like time place- for Xbox, but in a few months it's going to be a, like it's, X- it's going to flip. It's going to flip. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like uh, when, yeah, I mean, when. Um, and it'll be different. So, so, like for racing games, they'll flip at different times. And for like, yeah. you know, when Halo comes out, then, you know, that's going to be an Xbox's favor. And then action adventure games, it, it was kind of crazy when you think that they are really both of them at the top of their game. They're just mm. taking sh- shots at being first for different yeah i mean it's genres. it's so good like the competition like i've been saying this for a couple of years now but when when xbox started getting their stuff together and they were like okay in the next gen we're not going to make the same mistakes as what we made on xbox one we're going to do x y and z we've got game pass and they're just building up this service and just all this stuff like all this good stuff that they've been doing buying out these companies like if that's good or not like it's debatable um, but as a business, like they're, they're building this competition for Sony, which is important. Like that is critical because now we're just getting all this awesome stuff. And, and like us as the gamers are sort of the recipients of that. We're reaping the benefits. Yeah. Cause right. Like, and we're just sat here rubbing our hands together because yeah. these two giants are fighting each other and it's great. Like we're, we're just like picking up the scraps off the floor sort of thing, but it's, it's great. <laughs> exactly. We're go- no, we're gorging ourselves on the caviar and cake that they're throwing at our feet. That's what <laughs> right. it there is. Go, yeah. Like that's more yeah. like it. Yeah. Because that's fair. Yeah. they're splashing the cash. They're like giving us a lot of content for not much money at the minute, which is great. Right. Well, after you get around that, you know, the initial console price, which is, yeah, yeah. There's uh, which has been well documented that it's, um, it's not, expensive it's not extortionate for for the hardware of what you get yeah i mean for a pc of the same sort of caliber like you're looking at double the price easy Mm. so for the same power as an xbox series x if you were to build that pc it would cost you a thousand that's a really good point just a 500 yeah like i think people miss that a lot um terabyte storage is standard yeah 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 that's interesting i never thought about that yeah it's really cheap versus a pc (laughs) And uh, yeah, apologies for anyone that's hearing Rachel dying in the background there. How dare you sneeze on our podcast? 
Sorry, it was just my wife sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> She's all right. But yeah, I mean, what else is coming out? We've got um, Jurassic World Evolution Jurassic 2. Um, yeah. I'm I'm really excited about this. I played the first game a couple of years ago and absolutely fell in love with it. Um, I'm really looking forward to the sequel. I think it's actually one of my most anticipated games this year, nice. which is strange. But yeah, it's just like this, you know, this uh, park simulator for for dinosaurs. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all about this thing. It's kind of like uh, theme hospital or like um, roller coaster tycoon, but with Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, and they've done this like a few times, like this, like Operation Genesis on the uh, PlayStation Two and stuff, and. You know that like they've done they've done this genre many times, but they've really figured it out in the um, the evolution games. I think like it's just such a great when when you get into the loop of just making the perfect park and you're like, okay, I've got my visitors doing X, Y, and Z, and they get to see T Rex as they walk. Like it's so dumb, but it's it's just fun, you know. Yeah, uh, I've not I've seen the trailer, and the trailer looks really cool. So I'd be interesting to. Uh... To see what they what they do with that, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's good that you're excited about that. And it, it's kind of weird that we're excited about stuff with this next gen that uh, we didn't realize we'd be excited about. Like, mm. if we'd have said a year ago, "What are you going to be excited about?" Would you have said Jurassic Park? And would I have said Forza Horizon? Like, no, probably not. Yeah, probably so not. we're getting surprised by what we're seeing, which is great. Which is yeah, and this yeah. is just this is just next month. Like all this stuff I was yeah. talking about. It's just next month. Um, we haven't talked about Nintendo yet. Yeah, there is some Nintendo news, isn't there? There is. I guess. With yeah. the controllers mm. and uh, the um, N64 stuff, the, it, it's basically not up to par, is it really? Well. No, not really. Not really I mean, up to Nintendo standards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Nintendo sealer quality is sort of, you know, it's sort of an ongoing joke at this point. Um, like, there's a lot of people that, sort of been poking fun out of the last couple of days. But if you don't know, if you're new to the story at least, um, Nintendo released their uh, Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, which they've been talking about um, for the past month, I guess. Yeah. And which basically included a N64 emulator on the Switch, so you can download and play N64 games on your Nintendo Switch, which all sounds great. Which is cool, yeah. On paper. Yeah, yeah it's very cool. It's just the emulation is probably like one of the worst. Um, one of the worst ones. One of the worst ones that they could have used because it's an in-house emulator that they're using which means that they built this emulator internally and it's actually the same emulator like for to get really in the weeds on it it's the same emulator which they used on the mario uh, all-stars like 3d all-stars game which wasn't too revered anyway like there's just a lot of problems with it like the the input lag is pretty bad on it so when you hit a button it like the the time between the actual input being registered by the game itself is a lot slower than it would be on native hardware. Oh, that's a shame. So there's that. So it's not as responsive as it is. Like, but most people wouldn't notice that. Um, and is that graphics what going on with the N64 emulator? Yeah, there's that, Lagging. and then there's yeah, there's also like graphical issues. Like there's like and on older games like the N64 and the PlayStation One, they used to like have to hide everything in fog in the distance, pretty much. Yeah because of draw distance and stuff and like they just didn't have enough processing power to sort of like, have if they, all show it properly. Screen, yeah. yeah, which is like you would think that's good if they take that away, but when you sort of design a game around that, um, it basically requires, it, it looks weird without it. So like in Ocarina of Time and uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time, 
there's like really atmospheric sort of fog everywhere and it looks like really eerie in places and like places where it's meant to be creepy or like you're not meant to be able to see in the distance and stuff like that like it works because they sort of designed the game around that mm. but because they've thinned out the fog on it like i know this sounds ridiculous but because they've thinned out the fog it looks it just it looks weird or off like it just doesn't look right everything looks really plain the lighting's flat and just doesn't look great it's just not very accurate to how it was um on the original console so a lot of people have been complaining about that sort of stuff and mm. for double the price or well, over double the price it's uh, people are starting to ask like okay where is the value here and mm. a lot of people have been complaining about it so yeah and the controllers are like 50 dollars, aren't they as well so yeah it's a crazy price point considering but they did sell out so they must be doing something right you know that's the weird thing they sold. um yeah i mean there is one silver lining to all of this like after after the switch online stuff was sort of released they had uh data miners went nuts basically they they hacked out the whole of like the um like the online system they figured out that the uh the game slots that they've got i think they've got like 20 games or something at the moment um and they, they've got enough slots for like 40 games altogether i think it's like 38 or something so they're gonna be adding more to it so maybe okay. the value if they tweak the emulator maybe if they do an update and then they fix the emulation stuff and then they add and add double the games double the games it's gonna be more might healing. be worth it in time so like it might it might sort itself out in that respect. So there's a lot like as much as there's doom and gloom around this, and it's very strange to see the sort of fan base turn on Nintendo on this particular thing over any over anything else. Everything else, any number of things you, they haven't turned. This is the hill they die on. That they've yeah yeah is very the, very strange to the me. Straw that broke the camel's back. They're like that's one <laughs> step too far, Nintendo. Like you don't don't mess with N sixty four stuff. Like right. That's just very, very, very strange. Even though it's like one of their worst selling consoles, like after like the Wii U, I think N64 is after, like is is the second worst selling console. Like people still love and revere like the games on that system. Um, but no one, so no it's, one it. of, it's like the Ramones, I suppose, isn't it? Like, fact, like a million <laughs> yeah. people bought the Ramones albums or whatever, but it's regarded it's as Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, it's just Vincent Van Gogh paintings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Di- guy died in poverty. <laughs> um. What was it about Sony we were going to say as well? Um, uh, the state of play. Oh, yeah. So the state of play didn't go down. Speaking of complaining. Speaking yeah, of moaning speaking and of complaining, complaining. You lot don't like Sony either now, no more. Apparently. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it's been it's been a weird sort of couple of months. Like everyone's sort of turned, like the circular firing squad is, is out in force. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because of the uh, state of play, like, I mean, we watched it. You can go and watch the video. Um, we've, we've got it on our channel. You can go and check it out. Um, if you're an audio listener, then go you and can't. check our YouTube channel out. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, don't, <laughs> we don't put the reaction videos in the audio form for good reason. Yeah, because but, it's usually uh, in our eyes where the reaction happens. <laughs> right. And no, we're British, so we're not very good at you know communicating our emotions that well. So yeah, we we have, we have we've had some complaints about how depressed we look when we watch stuff, but you know at least it's real. We're not being like whoa and stuff yeah, like, like that. Oh my god! Yeah, God, I hate them reaction videos. I'm honest. So yeah, <laughs> we should call so, it like um, British reaction videos, like so that people <laughs> people have an expectation. It's like it's gonna be mud- su- it's gonna be mundane. It's gonna be like yeah, the subdued subdu- subdued British reaction. Video. Yeah, like. That's what we should Eyebrows call. were raised. Mm, right. Mm, <laughs> my eyebrows are really high. That means I really like it. <laughs> like, yeah. What an interesting concept. Mm. Uh, 
but yes, what <laughs> what was we saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, but basically, we we watched it. We we didn't think it was that bad it was because we pretty much tempered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we tempered our expectations anyway based yeah. on what Sony us like actually told us. Yeah. So we we looked at what they said and we so yeah, it's probably going to be a small one. It's probably going to be a few like little hits here and now. Yeah, and that's what uh, it we was. saw a little devil inside, and that's exactly what it was. We we got what we expected. However, like if you tell anyone not to like have any expectations. Then expectations the thing, will be had. Right, exactly. It, it doesn't matter what you tell gamers, apparently. Yeah. And this whole like recent wave of, you know, oh, it's great when companies like tell us up front like how to sort of put our expectations, but everyone just freaks out anyway. Yeah. So it's sort of we're in this weird sort of I've seen comments of like, oh, thanks for tempering our expectations. And then others like, why did you tell us it was gonna be bad and then it was bad? And then you get people like, yeah, first they tell us. It's going to be bad, and then we don't like it anyway. It's like, <laughs> they can't win. Or there's some people that didn't really see can't. the temperament and expectations, and they were like, oh, why is there no Horizon? Like, Yeah, it's stuff like that, man. Like, oh, where's where's the next-gen sort of AAA, next gen, AAA announcements from Sony? Yeah. It's like they, they specifically said they weren't going to do that, guys. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was... It was fine to us, but yeah, people were not happy about this thing, and it's been sort of panned by... Critics everywhere, people saying that this was the worst Sony state of play in their history of doing online history events. So. I, I mean, you could argue, yes, it's true. If Because the vast majority of people are only into AAA games, yeah. and because people are now being switched on to the digital showcase stuff, more and more audiences come in to view these, uh, these type of events. There'll be a lot of people, but yeah, that's they're checking it out and they're expecting, like, you know, God of War announcement caliber stuff because it's not worth it. And then when you get a few like small studios releasing their little niche game and and Sony decide yeah. to bundle it up, package it and put it in a video, people get upset because it's not what they're, they're wanting. The best way to, to deal with it, I think, is just try and take the best that you can. Like the devil inside, we both got kind of like excited for that. Our eyebrows were both risen extraordinarily high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we're hyped up for that we can't wait to see what it's I, like I, yeah I mean I'm fascinated by that game yeah. like I still do, I have no idea what you do in it pretty much yeah. like, I'm still pretty confused about what it is the like, gameplay loop like I've never I've seen so much of a game and not had a clue what the gameplay loop is yeah it's, or it even just a looks... hint of what the story is like I know none of those things but I've seen yeah, it just draws you in I've seen That's it several minutes of gameplay <laughs> I've seen several minutes of gameplay and I still don't know what the gameplay is. What's all that about? Yeah, it's very weird. I mean, there is there is a massive silver line into this, which I think people are sort of missing, I guess, like the, the critics at least, is that we're, it's been heavily rumoured that PlayStation have got something happening in December, like an event of some kind, like whether that be in like a massive sort of state of play, like we like E3 scale state of play. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of them rumors and I kind of feel like this was the event where okay we need to show this stuff at a state of play but we don't really have a room for it in the, in the big, December, sort of December thing oh that's interesting so let's just let's just pull these together get it out early and then people can get excited about this stuff by itself and then yeah. we can focus on the bigger stuff in December that's sort of the impression that I got from ah, this that's interesting yeah that'd so. be good if that is the case but this year has been yeah in all in all, yeah, it's probably been the worst in terms of videos, but that's because we've had COVID, you know? Yeah. 
Well, everything's yeah, been pushed back. You know, everything's been taken on a hold. So this is all the stuff that did manage to get done. So everyone should just be a bit more grateful, really, considering everything <laughs> that the whole world has gone through and the entertainment industry is, you know, taken a massive hit. People, people still can't buy PlayStations and Xboxes. I don't know why everyone's getting so upset about all these little things. Yeah, I mean, it's because a lot of people think that, oh, 2020 was the year that everything was sort of delayed because of COVID. And it's so games take a long time to make. So the delays which happened in 2020, we're now seeing the, the effects of. Yeah. Pretty much. So, like, I think this is going to extend way into 23. Easy. Mm. Like, I think we're still going to see, like, games that should have been out in 22 are going to be coming out in 23. And we're not really going to properly catch up for and maybe yeah. even for the rest of the generation. It could be, like, we could be, like, this perpetual year behind on everything for yeah. a while. Well, this is the thing. Like, before COVID, uh, the whole video game industry was in a unrealistic expectation sort of mist of, like, oh, this is going to be our release date. Oh, it's been postponed. This is going to be our release date. Oh, it's been postponed. Like, that was the world pre-COVID. Now we've got delays on top of delays, the consumer is getting, right, yeah, quite rightly upset about it. But it's because right. studios are stupid enough or marketing departments are stupid enough. I don't know who's stupid enough, but there's a lot of people that think it's clever or good or worth the money or worth you know the long-term investment to release, to say that games are going to come out way before they're ready to come out. <laughs> and yeah. so we've got to learn that or we're just going to be having more angry Twitter people. Maybe that doesn't cost any money whatsoever. Everyone being angry and getting on Twitter and like, venting their frustration at delays. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's that good has exposure, no right? Impact like, to you know. sales or only positive impact. It's possible. Yeah, because all, all news is good news when it comes to marketing, anyway, right? Yeah. It's like if your name's in circulation, it's like, okay, cool. Like more people are aware of our brand, our product, and now it's going to sort of perpetuate out. Mm. And we see that all the time with games, you know, like that's, that's definitely, I mean, look at cyberpunk, like it's an absolute car wreck of a game. Yeah. It sold 13 million copies in like two weeks. So it's sort of, you know, you got to take a step back from that and think, okay, how much does like this stuff actually matter? Yeah. They're where still are we winning sort of, where, at computer games. <laughs> exactly. Like they're still selling stuff. Like, yeah. did they, did they quote like, oh, they're going to learn their lesson after cyberpunk. It's like, are they really like going to learn their lesson? After, no, I, I don't think so. Like news articles are still doing news, art, like news article outlets are still doing articles on cyberpunk about, oh, look, here's some uh, stuff that's released now. Another new update. Like it just keeps on going. Their news cycle that, just that is, keeps on going. You're, I think you, you, nailed it there in that respect where you mentioned the fact that like there's always these articles talking about the updates because every time they put out one of those articles like it's newsworthy they get yeah. more gamers yeah they get more gamers reading it and be like oh maybe it's maybe, maybe it's now okay is now. the night time right time. maybe now is, did they and learn, it's just free marketing do you reckon they, they learned off no man's sky because that had like one of the longest like news cycles ever it had like four three four year news cycle from when it was launched <laughs> yeah. It's a massive and redemption story. Really we, and successful. we see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, same with um, Final Fantasy uh, 14. The exact same thing. I know you've never played it, but it was an MMO. Like when Keep, keep bringing that up, Finn. Keep mentioning that to people. Yeah. Well, Chris has never played a Final Fantasy game. Everyone send them your hate mail. At, where can people find you, Twitter, Chris? <laughs> no, like, I'm not going to say now until the end. Right. The <laughs> Hopefully they've forgotten. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there was uh, when Final Fantasy 14 first came out, um, it was 
absolute mess. It was the worst MMO launch in human history, and it's now one of the most successful MMOs just because uh, they uh. completely killed the project and then rebooted it and started again, re-released it under a new name, like a Realm Reborn, it's called now. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, a Realm Reborn. Oh. And they, they just went through this whole cycle of redemption, basically. It's the same thing as No Man's Sky, and hopefully we get the same thing out of Cyberpunk eventually. Mm. But, I, I mean, just this month, I think, it was like this week, sorry, they had like more announcements saying that their, their uh, next-gen patch or whatever is getting delayed until next year now. Um, so you couldn't see that coming. They just, I think, as you were saying before, though, they just need to stop announcing these things. They just need to... Well, that's like, there's nothing wrong with marketing the game. Want, but yeah, I, I I think I think we've nailed it. I think it's making them more money, or at least marketing departments are saying you need to keep marketing departments around longer because these marketing cycles are showing that people are still buying yeah. the game. And look, we've still got news in the articles. Therefore, I need to keep my marketing job, keep pushing it, keep. Let, like keep announcing, keep delaying, keep announcing, keep delaying, keep it in the press, blah, blah, blah. Could be one of those self-fulfilling prophecies. Um, yeah, I think so. That marketing departments are sort of relating to sales figures and it might not have anything to do with it. Yeah, Who I mean, it's, it's tough because they've got, like when you when you announce a game, like the, like the ideal world would be, as a gamer anyway, would be like the Fallout 4 method is like the, it's the most perfectly marketed game in video game history, in my opinion. I think it's just an absolute masterclass in how to sell a game. Like if you go back, how they announced that game at E3 that year, and it was coming out that November. So they only had like four months. They announced the game and then four months later it was out. And just like how I'm they had Fallout Shallow like was the iOS app that came out at the announcement. And mm. Like, okay, you can go and download and play this now, get excited, like pre-order the game. Like, and they did all this within like a five-month window. But at the same time, I sort of get why they announced release dates so early as well. I, I kind of go back and forth on this. Like, I understand why they do it as much as I don't like it. It's because as soon as you announce a release date, then people are allowed to pre-order the game. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like, if the release date changes, then it kicks back all the pre-orders to all the customers, and then they have to re-pre-order it. It's a weird word to say, um, but that's pre-order, just how yeah. free pre-order. That's like the, that's just the legalese of it. Like that's just how it happens. How it happens. Like yeah. if you if you pre-order a game, it gets delayed. You get your money back automatically now. That's just how it works. Mm. And the quicker you can sort of announce the game, say okay, it's coming out on the next date, then you can start getting pre-orders in early, so you can gauge like if the game is going to be successful, like how much DLC you need to make for it, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's just as much as I don't like it as a gamer, I understand it from a business standpoint. But yeah, every, everyone should just be Fallout Four. That's 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 all I'm basically trying to say, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Everyone everyone should get five month window. The best marketing team wins. Yeah, I agree. I, I think yeah. that's a good way. Um, we should probably start talking about Facebook and Metaverse. We should, as it is on the thumbnail. That is a good point. It's on the thumbnail, you probably might be why you've clicked <laughs> on the video. Uh, yes, there was yeah. the Facebook video. It's been all over the press. Mark Zuckerberg being. Uh, crazy lizard alien man depending on what your flavor of um <laughs> conspiracy theory is um right i just think mark's just being mark he's doing his best he can being a human cut him a break he's a very successful person so let's just leave out of that but the main yeah. news in terms of how it relates to a video game podcast is the oculus quest and the oculus quest 2 yeah long story short i've had a look and 
um, people were under the impression that Oculus was dead and it would be taken over by the metaverse and that there would be no Facebook and it would just be meta. Meta is just one of the worst naming things <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think what's happened is that obviously to give some backstory on this, uh, Facebook have announced that they're, they're changing the name of their parent company. The parent to company Meta. to Meta, yeah. Right. And that that, that obviously swallows uh, Oculus. But I think what people have done, like the, the average consumer has sort of seen that, oh, Facebook is changing to Meta. That yeah. means they've had a takeover by this random company called Meta that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. And now they're thinking, okay, Oculus is dead because they've been taken up. And this weird, like, snowball of assumptions has happened. Yes, that's almost. exactly so, it. So Facebook tried to put on a video to try and clear everything up, and it's just made everything worse. And no one watched it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the people that just sort of caught glimpses and bits and pieces just all got the wrong end of the stick. So to clear it up, Oculus isn't dead per se, but mm. Oculus won't be called Oculus anymore. So you've got right. so Oculus... I think, I'm not sure if Oculus was originally by Facebook, whether or not Oculus existed and then Facebook bought it. But basically, the long and yeah, short of it, it was is... Oculus were like a, an individual company and ah, they were bought out by Facebook. They were bought out originally. by Facebook. Okay. So yep. now Oculus isn't going to be Oculus anymore. Oculus will be Meta Oculus Quest uh, 2 for the hardware and uh, Oculus Quest app for the application. So you've got the hardware, which is the VR headset, and you've got the application, which is like a um, uh, basically like a desktop where you can buy the games and preload it onto your headset and things like that. So you've got Meta, Oculus. So they're just basically putting the word Meta in front of Oculus. Um, Beardo Benjo, the, uh, the YouTuber who's basically got big from Oculus Quest 2, basically from like VR headset videos yeah. and stuff. He had lots yeah, he of... does great content, by the way. Like Everyone should go and check out his channel. Yeah, check out his channel if you're not already. But chances are, if you're looking at this video, you kind of already are sub to him. Yeah. So it doesn't need you know traffic. But if you're sub to him, sub to us. Um, you could be the 100th sub, who knows. Um, he, was, he got lots of comments of like, oh, I'm sorry to hear, because uh, he just joined Oculus. He's just been to become an Oculus ambassador. Uh, and so he, he got loads of subs, and he's just passed that huge milestone. I can't remember what it is. I think it's like, 10,000 or so subs, and he's just Very become cool. a, a Oculus ambassador. He still is an Oculus ambassador, except the name of the company is now like Meta Oculus. Yeah. So don't worry about it. It's all the same. Basically, what an ambassador is, is that they all get the same access to all the same uh, marketing materials, um, press information from developers that uh, release games on the Oculus Quest and Oculus Quest 2. So that is still going to be happening. So every, so all the same people will get the same information all at the same time. So all the embargoes uh, remain intact and it's, you know, the integrity of the safety of uh, information shared between from developers to content creators is all in one place. It's all on one platform. It's all easily obtainable. That's basically what the Oculus Ambassador program is. Uh, yeah. So that's still going ahead. So people are just like, oh no, all these ambassadors, they're out of a job. Well, one, it's not a job. It's just <laughs> access to information based on how many, you right. know, if you've got a good reputation, you've got a good sub count, you've got, you know, you're worth, you, you're reliable and dependable. You can have access to this, basically, a, you know, a, a file, you get access behind the firewall of, you know, media stuff. It's basically yeah. like a media person. They're like a little media company and they're like part of the little media gang. I guess that's kind of what it is. But yeah, all these weird assumptions that like, they were 
like that program was going to get dropped because they thought they were getting taken over by a company. It's like, no, it's just Facebook doing some in-house admin, basically, and some marketing. Um, and it, yeah, I, I, I caught bits and pieces of that um, release. And one of the scariest things, I don't know about your opinion on this, Finn, is they... Mm. So Mark Zuckerberg isn't known for his acting, but he was doing <laughs> acting where he and his friends were hanging out in like a VR headset space. And um, they were using like live cameras and like uh, they would like some of them were avatars and yeah, it's really weird. Anyway, the the thing I want to get your thought on is at one point um, someone interrupts Mark Zuckerberg when they was talking and making jokes with his friends and says, hey, I'm in London or wherever. I think it's London. And these artists are putting up some murals in in London, check these out. They've got some QR codes that we can scan and you can see the art in the VR headset space. And so there was like street art on the wall and took a picture on the wall. And then in the VR headset space that was shared between friends, there was like some 3D art. So like the art that was on the wall became 3D and started to animate. And then the art that was 3D animating and in 3D space um, then started to fade. And then Mark Zuckerberg was like, oh, um, the art is fading. What's happening? And then the woman that was on the end of the phone was like, oh, I'll tip the artist and then it will come back. And then they like were able to do in like in the VR space, they were like able to tip the artist. And right, then the art, watching. this, yeah, it's, it's, it's on the, it's on the video. Now you've got, you've got the video up. And yeah, yeah, um, I've, I've just, I've just scrubbed along and I've just found it. Yeah. So this to me is very scary. And I've not seen many people mention how scary this is. Like, the fact that art is becoming temporary or hidden behind a paywall to me is against one of the principles of art in that you, you can't have art fade away. Like no artist would want their art to fade away. Yeah. Yet artists should get paid for their art. Sure. But having a feature which like has a time limit on art is kind of seems counterintuitive to what artists want to do. To me, an artist wants to create something that will last a long time, not like be hidden behind a paywall. Um, and having a whole tip your artist so that you can keep the art mentality. Yeah. I just, I, to me, my initial thought is, I don't know if it's just because I don't know about it. It's scary and new. So I'm scared. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few, like there's a, a lot to unpack here, but I guess like the main the main thing is, is that if you're asking an artist, do you want their art to fade? It's like, okay, how much are you willing to pay me for it to fade away? Like that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's the blunt end of it. Because if if you're an artist, like you look at NFTs and things like that, it's basically what this is. It's it's part of blockchain. It's about like being able to sell your art online and yeah. people be able to appreciate it and like you get paid as the artist. Like there's there's been a lot of artists that have made a lot of money over the past sort of year just purely because like people are willing to buy it all of a sudden. Yeah, and they're making a ton of money from it, so they're they're willing to make these things exclusive <clears throat> because then it allows them to generate an income for it. Which yeah. is, it depends what type of artist you are in that respect. You know, yeah. like if you're if you're an artist that's trying to make a living, <clears throat> then this could be a really good thing. Yeah. If you're an artist that just wants your art to be seen, though, then that's a really bad thing because yeah. then you're sort of making it oh like it, it sort of cheapens your art like oh you haven't got yours on like this new meta social app or whatever like is it really 
is it really worth my time? Like if, if no one has to buy it sort of thing. Yeah. It's like free YouTube video versus um, a season on Netflix. Like that's the sort of thing that we're talking about here. Right. Um, yeah. Well, Banksy did that art. Their value. Banksy did that art piece where there was the live auction for the ANSI. Shredded uh, itself. Uh, shredded itself after yep. it had bought. So that's kind of like a meta version of what's happening here. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. Oh, it's such, such a bad name. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty bad name but yeah i mean uh, i think the main the main thing about the art being sold like yeah it feels gross but it, it really depends like how much but like how it's implemented. i'm all for artists getting a payday and th this also yeah. seems like a more accessible way for artists to get paid which it doesn't have the whole um you know nft hex associated with it as well yeah i mean it's it's basically if you can provide a platform to simplify all that on, on both ends as well, like for the artists that's uploading this sort of stuff. Because right now, like if you're an artist and you want to make one of your like pieces of art into an F NFT, you have to go through a whole process of like sign up to a Bitcoin. Um, you have to decide which Bitcoin some Ethereum, use. yeah. Right. For gas fees. Ethereum or whatever. Gas fees, like how much actually costs to actually um what what do they call it when you're minting, minting the coin, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when you're minting like your art pieces as well and then trying to find um, actually buyers for it and where do you upload it, like which website do you use? Do you use Foundation or OpenSea? And there's like, there's all these things that you have to try and figure out just to get it up there to see if people will even buy it. And that's before anyone even buys it. That's because it's we're in emergence, emerging technology. It's emerging yeah. uh, thing. So we still haven't had our Amazon version of, yeah online books and, I think, come along. I, and so this maybe that's, this, this, this could, could be it, it. and, it, mm. and if, if facebook or as it is now known meta like if they're the ones that are going to simplify this out of anyone it would either be them amazon or, or apple i think yeah they, they would have been like one of the three have to do it yeah and this is the good thing about good massive corporations like this like a lot of people complain about oh, like wrong grown amazon too much money all that sort of stuff but if they can simplify this sort of stuff so people can make a living from it like this this might lead to artists that normally wouldn't make a penny off their stuff being able actually to making a good living. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all, all for, for that, that as an artist. So it's it's just the the weird sort of like as you're saying, like the temporary nature and how much control artists have over that. Because if it's all in the artist's hands, if it is like a temporary piece of art out of their choice, then it's their art. Like they yeah. can do whatever the hell they want with it. They can make it temporary and make it so it's only accessible to people that tip them. Yeah. I mean yeah i mean that's fine i guess like if it's their choice but if facebook have them controls and that's sort of a weird that's that would be where it would get groany groany weird for me the kind of analogy i i in my mind i've got it's like uh a big corporation has bought all of the art pigments and mm. there's a paywall but behind different colors i mean artists sometimes do have a paywall behind their own colors and some artists like don't let other artists use colors like Vanta Black and, and things. So that has happened and can happen. And um, uh, so I just hope that Facebook don't go, you know, we own all the colors now and you can pay to use these colors or it, yeah. they're doing that with platform. Like this is the platform now. All the artists are going to come to this platform. We own the platform. And I just hope it, doesn't foster one particular type of art movement. Uh, right. I don't want that I mean, I think, to... I th yeah, I mean, we see this in every single um, industry, though. I mean, if we look at the arguments for Apple recently. They charge in 
30% of all income to the app store when you upload something like that. I can imagine yeah. it'll be something similar <clears throat> along lines. Um, but at the same time, like if, if Facebook are providing a platform, which is easy for people to access it and, and, and you're able to just upload stuff, like, yeah, as much as they might be taken from that, like, it, like I hope that it isn't, like you said, like where they own certain, like, properties of your art. Like, it, hopefully it still belongs to the artist. It's just yeah, maybe you'd just have to pay, like, 20% tax, like, on all, all of the tips that you get, mm. which is fine. if Because they, if they're providing you an income, then you should have to, like, pay the tax, I guess. So, so it's, it's Mark Zuckerberg weird. in that video, and he's going, oh, no, it's fading away. The woman's like, I'll just tip the artist. And Mark Zuckerberg's like, yeah, I'll get some of that. And a bit later. <laughs> it's just, it's just a few cents, the, like the, yeah. the Ethereum. Right. Some of that is going back in the back, back to me. Thank you very much. Yep. Yeah, which well, of course. To, like to be fair, I think that is allowed. You know, I, yeah. like as much as like Using people are grown that, you got to pay to use a platform. Yeah, there's yeah. no such thing as a free. The way, platform. the way, yeah, the way that I sort of look at it, like people, people complain about this stuff a lot, and there's nothing wrong with complaining. Like this is this is how stuff changes. Like by complaining about it, but yeah. At the end of the day, like, would these would you be making an income whatsoever if if these things didn't exist, sort of thing? Yeah, and, and that's sort of where my bottom line is. Like, I, I as a concept artist, I constantly see people complaining about Photoshop and how much it costs, or, or like the bugs that it has. Like, and when you see other concept artists like tweeting online saying, "Oh, which, what is the use of Photoshop? Like, what's it ever done for me?" And it's like, uh, "Give you a career, yeah, um, a enabled life, your career, uh, pay your bills, yeah." Yeah, you know, it secure your mortgage. Blows my mind. Yeah, that right. they're so. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that argument. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. just like I, I, I like a hundred dollars a year to something like Photoshop. Like, is is nothing. It, I mean, it's nothing compared to like how much income I make. Like, it's actually yeah. a tiny, stupid slither of a fraction. Yeah. So when people complain about sort of stuff, it's kind of weird to me. Yeah. But hopefully, yeah. like this whole meta blockchain stuff, like hopefully they sort of figure it all out. Yeah. To the point everyone's, that it's even and it's fair and everyone's happy. And it, like, yeah, no one's going like to be hundred percent happy. But we need to. We'll get to the like happy medium of. There some, will be growing pains. Yeah. It's going to take a while. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, if people are making money and making a living off stuff that they love to do through these means, and it's it's kind of a good thing. Yeah. But. It one thing I, how they do it. One thing I did that did spark my interest was like, oh, maybe maybe it's worth getting back in 3D because I had like 3D background from uni and stuff and like did 3D right. environment art briefly and got into that. And I haven't touched 3D in years. And it was because the software mayor was just behind a paywall that I couldn't get. It's massive paywall. Yeah, um, it's too big. I just can't get there. Um, I've got a PC now that could sort of handle it lightly, but nowhere near to like a professional... Blender. Level. Switch to Blender. Blender so, is free, yeah. and it's like it, it takes a little bit to get used to. Like myself included. Like I'm same as you. I, I, I was in Maya like the whole all the way through uni. I used it like my first few years while I was at Ubisoft. Mm. Um, I just recently switched to Blender. It's kind of weird and clunky to get used to, but once you get over that hump, it's just like oh yeah, this is way better. Yeah, it's it doesn't crash as much either, which is just a massive plus because Maya is just infamous, absolutely infamous for like. Constantly having to save, 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 save just save. in case. Yeah. yeah. Every, yeah but just, like when you know you're going to like tessellate something or when you know you're going to do a big, going to like chop up a uh, a cube, like, oh, it's going to split it. Oh, better save because that's, that's right. something I know that's going to, you know what's yeah. going to crash it and what's not because, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's weird that you can get to that point where yeah. you know like, okay, is this going to crash it? Is this not going to crash it? I don't know. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's, 
same thing with with uh, Meyer, I guess, as well. Like, there's so many different options and like competition now as well. Like mm. with with Blender, it's yeah. It's, it might be worth getting back hard. into that space because there might be more of a like a reason to get in it. Like, if I can get into that art space and like release things and ha- have a platform for people to view my stuff, mm. especially if it's like animated and um, interactive, then that kind of you know the fact I'm making a video game. What's the difference? Like, if something's interactive, yeah. looks nice. And it occupies people's time. It's you know it only takes something that's measurable or a goal to achieve that turns into a video game. Really, yeah. That's the only difference between those two things. Uh, yeah, we're, de- we're going through like a weird sort of second renaissance, like for art recently, like over the last sort of ten years. I think a lot of it sort of missed a lot of people, like how much people are making a living off this stuff now. This last year, people have spent money on art, probably for the like that have never, like, I would love to see the number of people that have bought art for the first time over this last year with NFTs. And right. you could argue you haven't bought art, you've just bought the rights to a, the fact that you own a bit of blockchain with that information. Yeah, to, to me, none of that matters. Like, at the end of the day, you're providing an income to the artist. Yeah. And I think that's that's what's the important part of all of this. Like, yeah. they don't, I don't think you really care about, like, buying a, a, a GIF online or whatever. Like, you don't really care if it's... No, people are, uh, yeah. Can, yeah. They're supporting us is what they're doing when they're when they're doing yeah, it. They're, yeah, they're not they're not paying to own it. They're paying to be like, I'm supporting this person because I love what they do. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah. And you know, you can set up your own little and there's people that do that. They have like got art galleries with NFTs, which have got like animated frames and stuff in their houses. And you can walk through like an art gallery. That's cool. Nice sentiment. Mm. But at the end of the day, the reason why they bought it is for one, so they could get more followers because they really only buy NFTs from people that have got a load of followers. And two is to support the artists that they actually buy from. That's mm. it. Yeah. They're, they're the only reasons, really. So it's, it's yeah, it, it's very it's a very weird sort of system. But at the end of the day, like a lot of people are just making money on a load of art now. People are buying art again. And it's we've never really been through this sort of, and as much as nuts as it all is and as confusing as it all is, like it's it's a good thing. Like it's only, it's only growing the industry and, and artists are allowed to just, stay at home and, and, and draw stuff and, and get paid for it, which is cool. Like, it's good that we're getting to this point again because yeah. it's been a very, very long time since, you know, like the, the canvas easel sort of thing with the beret on, like trying to like, I can't afford my rent, but I'm going to carry on being passionate well, about this. Van Gogh, yeah. Like, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we joked about that earlier. I mean, and he didn't make any money until he died. Yeah. And it's the same thing for like H.P. Lovecraft, like same thing, like when, like, after, like he, he died and, Poverty, like literally starved to death. Um, and then like all of his work. Edward Hopper, one of my favorite artists. He didn't really get get well known until he died. Sold, but yeah. didn't money didn't go up until after he died. So yeah. So and that that was sort of like the ending to like people buying good art, like mm. back then. And that's sort of like we're you know, there's a revival of that at the moment, which is exciting. Like, it's cool for artists. It's like if digital, you're into that sort of stuff. Digital renaissance, I would say, for sure. Maybe this Absolutely. Facebook thing can get that ramped up. Hopefully. Yeah, I We've mean... We've got to be optimistic, haven't we? We can either be... I mean, I'm trying to be. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like, there's a lot of people groaning at this, and I'm rightfully sure they should be poking holes in it and asking questions, but... Well, it was scary, know, but... because it's a video and you know nothing about the details, you know, that yeah. is inherently scary, because it's like, uh-oh... This could be bad. And yeah, totally could be bad. Could be evil corporation doing evil things to milk money out right. of people. But if, if people can make a living out of it, what's the harm in Facebook taking a cut? You could argue. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah but I think like the the only messy thing about all of this is how people get paid. Are they getting paid through uh, Facebook likes? Um, right. It's it, it, like all joking aside, is it? You meta know, stuff tokens. like that. Like you yeah. get what are meta tokens, right? Like stuff like that. Is it going to be? Are they going to make a new Bitcoin? Is it a new Facebook currency or whatever? Like Ooh. all of this stuff. All unknown. You know, we don't moment. know. Yeah. It's all unknown. And yeah. that's where it could get like weird and greedy and gross. And like, that's the stuff that we need to get details on. But the idea, the vision of it, I understand it. I mean, they're, they're setting up for an, like all of this to me just sounds like they're setting up for an AR future, not a VR future, but AR, like walking around with so glasses on. Like established in virtual reality and like virtual reality spaces and then migrate over to the living room and things like that. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's like they were saying, oh, look at this cool like memorial or whatever. It's like, okay, if, I, if I'm just wearing a pair of glasses or contact lenses or whatever instead, mm. and they just appear, like if I bought, can, like you can imagine as like NFT buyers, like if they bought a load of art and like they're walking through the streets of their city or their town or whatever, and all of the art that they bought is on the side of buildings mm. and they're just walking through enjoying the stuff that they bought and they see it everywhere. That's a good thing. I think, yeah. you know, like yeah. that's not a bad idea. Like the, the vision of that is great. Mm. It's just, we've got a lot of weird, gross things that we have to, to sort get of in the middle before to we get, get to that. Yeah. Technology needs to ramp up for sure. And yeah. Yep. But it makes sense to, for it to establish itself in something that's like this big that goes on your face, you know, because back, oh, yeah. back in like the 90s or whatever, headsets came out like whoosh, like this far. Like, I don't know if the camera can pick <laughs> yeah. up where they were like this far and they were like weigh you down. And, right. Uh, yeah. So they've been around and then now they're getting whoosh, smaller and they'll continue yeah, I, to I do, I do think Facebook needs a little bit of competition in the VR space to really push forward. And I think the next people are going to be Apple. I think they're going to be getting into this fight soon. And when that happens, I think it's going to be an explosion of these headsets. And I think when we get to AR, that's when I'm going to be really excited. I think that's that's when it gets that's when it gets really interesting. Well, yes, we'll see. We shall see. Oh yeah. So that's in a nutshell is the meta Facebook thing, the news. Yeah. And yeah, we're just. But people on here are not going to be going, oh, what happened with Facebook? They'll just be looking for our insight on it. So I think we've provided that. I think we've done a good job. Yeah, I think so. It's Let us know yeah, I mean, in, the, in the comments if we didn't mention anything or cover anything that you were interested to, to hear about. And if, you know, we can always put it in the comments afterwards what we thought of yeah. X, Y, and Z. Um, but yeah, that's probably a good place to leave it now. I've been going for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, we, we, should, yeah we should wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, again, we really appreciate everyone for joining us. And I'll like at 100 subscribers we really appreciate like everyone's uh, sort of input as well like every like our regular viewers and listeners like we we appreciate it yeah um, and if you're not if you're not subscribed then please be the 100th yeah That'd be nice it's still it's still 99 as, as you know i've just looked now still 99 as just, of just, time check, of recording. just in case yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um chris where can people find you man uh so on uh Twitter, I'm at Acrylic Pixel, and I've got a little YouTube channel to talk about my indie game, um, just a little one, uh, which is Acrylic Pixel as well. I haven't mentioned my indie game at all. I'm still working on it, still plugging away, still chugging along. Sorry. I've got some updates we need to do that uh, that indie dev um, sort of specific episode. We'll do that soon. Yeah, we need to arrange that. And um, where can we find your stuff, in? Yeah, you can find me on ArtStation. I am uh, Vin Hill Art on ArtStation. I post up my concept out there. And I'm also on Twitter, which is at Games. Um, like we've just mentioned, the uh, indie stuff which I've been doing, I've got a lot of stuff sort of in the pipe. And there's a lot of new features that I've been writing up. I, I got a really cool feature like worked out yesterday where I can, uh, 
we'll we'll go through it in our episode. Uh, so like tease. Uh, yeah, uh, I've got a cool feature like so, but like it, it, it. I mean, it's not too cool, but it's like it's cool to me. But we'll 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 go into it in our like episode anyway. Okay. But yeah, that's that's all from us. Uh, yeah, um, please uh, like and subscribe. As we said, we really appreciate everyone for joining us, and we will catch you in the next one. In the next one. So until next time, bye bye. Bye bye.